Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Mo here for WIS Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by returning guest Lisa Johnson, CEO of BioForward Wisconsin. Lisa, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Alex. Of course. And uh, some congratulations are in order as the uh, Wisconsin BioHealth Tech Hub effort this week got federal designation as a regional tech hub centered around personalized medicine. That's Huge news for the state of Wisconsin, and uh, as our listeners might know, that initiative is being led by BioForward. So, Lisa, what are what are your thoughts on getting that recognition? Well, I think it's huge. Um, as we've talked about, Alex, you know, I'm always fighting for this state and also recognition for key industries in the state. And certainly, I BioForward represents Wisconsin's biohealth industry, and we've talked some about that before, where. You know, that's from the, the the strength we have in biosciences, biotech, but then you get into the health area with diagnostics and digital health and med device and all combined, it's it's biohealth that we and it really differentiates us from many other places. So when with a tech hub, what the government was saying to this was how are you going to be a global tech hub in 10 years? Well, you know, there's a lot of great big biotech centers already established, whether it's San Francisco, San Diego, Boston, but there's not a lot of places that can say what we have uh, with the strength all the way through from the biosciences into the medical imaging and digital health and everything that we have. So for us to be able to say to the nation, look, look at Wisconsin, you might want to put some negativity around this state, well, not in this area. And again, we have other key industries too that are fantastic in this state, but it's really exciting that, you know, the government recognized that we have a lot of power here and that great things could come in the next several years. Um, and so, yeah, we were awarded then this de- designation um, and as well as a strategy planning grant, um, which we were only a few that received both. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I think it's important to, kind of dig into the details on what the the road ahead looks like for this effort, because of course, super exciting to get that recognition from the federal level. And then, as you mentioned, those those funds, I believe $350,000 in kind of planning, funding, how are those dollars going to be used? Yep. So the strategy grant, so we had to do, it really was two separate applications, two different narratives. We had to put a budget for the strategy um, Adela Kangas um, from the university system ran that. She did an excellent job on that application process and really kind of putting through, you know, where do we need to focus on that? So that really is around workforce. Um, and then, so that was very separate. You did have to have a budget, but the designation grant um, was for phase one, which no money, we got nothing, right? And what I say to, because you have to excuse me, I'm a sports person. I said, that really got us into the tournament that we won, you know, the first round, we showed our efforts, give us the opportunity that we belong with these 30 others um, to play in the tournament, to go after this phase two, which now we just were off with, uh, we just had a phone call with the ADA, EDA two days ago, 
um, and actually it might have been yesterday, my time, no, two days ago, flying okay. fast here, is that they're saying 40 to 70 million for phase two. And they're going to go anywhere from that five to 10 that they're going to pick out of the 31 to get that 40 to 70 million. So on average, 45 million. Um, you know, that's what we're vying for. And then that one, we would go after different areas. Workforce will continue to be a focus if we do get the, that phase two. Uh, education would be a focus. Uh, we'd also go after the entrepreneurial startup space and just kind of, you know, how does uh, larger corporations partnering with our smaller corporations? And so you, it becomes very project focused. So instead of our application for phase was phase one was why, why should we even consider you? Okay, we passed that test. Now we got to say how, how will we become that that global tech hub within the next 10 years. And thus, we're gonna go after those areas I just described on a project basis. So it's anywhere from like three to eight initiative, major initiatives, projects. They want us coming back at them with those key areas um, that are gonna help transform what we currently have, which is strong. That's what they want to see. Do you have current strength? But how can we now take this to another level? Um, and so that's what we're doing. So we'll be working on another application and then now starting to implement um, under that 350,000 with some workforce initiative. Terrific. And I know there's a, a good group of organizations that are involved in this effort as yes. well. So obviously a lot of collaboration there and uh, it's good to hear about, um, you know, getting down to sort of the, the brass hacks, the details of, of, of how, like you said, and, you know, can you talk a little more about the next steps there for that process? You talked about some of those focus areas. What's the timeline for this phase two segment of the program? Yep. So they um, just have been releasing all that information right now. Uh, we are going to have four months this time, which beautiful. We only had three months last time. So they're giving us till February 29th. We have a leap year next year. So February 29th, 2024, our phase two application needs to be in. Our strategy planning, we get plenty of time on that to implement. That's like 18 months. We plenty of time. So that's just sitting over totally separate. But this application, we have four months now to get it through. We have been meeting as a team, many different members from all over the state, and we're focusing on the different areas like entrepreneurship, workforce, education, technology, where is that going in the future? And now that we have more information where they categorized us, because they put it into subcategories now. And so we're in this subcategory with five other entities throughout the United States. And we're we're really looking at how they approached it too, um, because you got to know your competition, right? Again, another sports analogy. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna check out. It was basketball. I'm gonna know how that guard shoots. You know, the forward, whatever it may be. You know, we're gonna look at that as well because they're probably I'm speculating, probably gonna pick one out of each subcategory and maybe two, right? So I think we do want to learn some things. What they want after. Um, but yeah, we're going to attack this from those different aspects um, and then start to put together, you know, at, we're putting together our assets, problem statements, and how do we, what's the best way to approach this and what would be the best projects initiatives in the different areas like entrepreneurship, workforce, education, and government, here's how we see what kind of investment we need from you. And here, Wisconsin, our commitment what we're going to do. Because again, 
I think a key for all of us, and the EDA stressed this, and, and President Biden did as well, this is not just about government. This is about, is, is private industry going to go hand in hand? Government can't just save us on this. We have to be able to implement from private industry to help drive this. And are you going to make a commitment to that? And then government's willing to come alongside you to, to advance this entire, this, this, this tech hub initiative. So I'm really excited about that. And I think it was something that had our application stand out. We were very strong on industry. Um, not only was BioFord the lead applicant and we represent industry, but it was exact sciences, GE Healthcare, Accuray, Plexus and Rockwell Automation. So we also came at it, even though we came at it from Madison, Milwaukee, you had to put metropolitan areas. Um, this was a state application because our statewide our manufacturers drive down into this to our industry, the biohealth industry. So that's why you're seeing a plexus. That's why you're seeing Rockwell Automation be part of our consortium. So that consortium is currently meeting. And again, we had other consortium members besides them, but that consortium is meeting regularly. We've split off into leadership teams so we can be focusing on those key areas. And then we write, we have to put our projects together, narratives, and then so long as we're hitting the button before February 29th, that's what we're doing to send that application off. And, you know, we all want to win phase two. That's our goal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I know, like you said, you've been talking about the potential and the impact of the biohealth sector here in Wisconsin and regionally for, for years now. So it's it's really awesome to to hear about this recognition, this acknowledgement. Um, and, and Lisa, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share our listeners with before we wrap up the podcast here? I just, well, one thing I'd like to say, it was thrilling to, you know, and I didn't know this was going to happen, to sit on the Zoom call, you know, and hear President Biden talk about this program. And it, it's very creative. That's what I like. The government is trying, it's, it's an experiment. Will, can this really help ignite other areas of the country? Let's give other areas of the country a chance because we've always funded the coasts. And that excites me, and it excites me because also industry has to play a role, and the government's saying that. But for Biden to also highlight Wisconsin, and then he went to, I think, Ohio and then Upper New York, and then I was part of a roundtable that they chose Wisconsin. There were only eight of us out of 31. They chose Wisconsin. I'm also hoping that shows the strength we have and that they also believe in us. So um, I just want, I think it just shows that we probably are going to have a pretty good application and that we can really come at it this from a statewide approach where I don't think a lot of other entities probably are going to have that. So that's kind of my final thoughts that I stay optimistic and I say we keep fighting in Wisconsin to get better known in this country and this globe. Excellent. Well, that sounds like a great plan, Lisa. And I really appreciate you sharing your perspective on this yeah. really exciting news on the WIS Business Podcast. Thanks again. Thank you. Appreciate it. You've been listening to WIS Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcast. 
Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students returned to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.